Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, a podcast for guitar dads by guitar dads. This week, Eric Clapton won't require shooting the sheriff, wetting your appetite for a GNR anniversary, Nam was more like a scam, and Mayor's sob rock. Or is it SOB rock? Because he is one bad SOB. Let's get ready to dumble this week on the Guitar Dads Podcast. Now, the guys who always ride the night train, Matt and Dave. (laughs) Hello, everybody. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. What's up? And welcome to the pod. Well done on the intro. Let's get ready to dumble. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Get ready to dumble. Is it SOB rock? It kind of is SOB rock. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of SOB rock. We'll get to that later. We oh, will. Here we are. Where are we at? Episode 23 of the Guitar Dads. Wow, episode We're 23. Old. Like we say every week. And thank you to you, to the subscribers out there and um, anybody who's listening and uh, watching us on, uh, checking us out on uh, Guitar Dads on YouTube and uh, at Guitar Dads Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, wherever you stream us, we appreciate it. So thank you. Yeah, I mean, check us out on YouTube. It's fun to like, you know, you're kind of doing stuff around the house. You throw on the Guitar Dads podcast in the background. You don't even have to look at us. It's just yeah, on. you don't even have to look. But it's and, on and TV. You, pro- <laughs> you probably don't even want to look at us. But it's on TV, and that's why you're watching it. <laughs> yeah, and we guys <laughs> a little Seinfeld. There, a little Seinfeld you know, reference like there. So yeah, yeah, so we really got to get. We have to get. We have to get uh, out some other content, and we will. We keep promising it. It's and the just, summer. We'll, we're just guitar dads. Like, I know. They we're just guitar dads, busy with the kids. This is like the longest tease, though, isn't it? It really is. It's like, are you guys ever going to put more content out? Maybe, maybe yeah. we will. Maybe we won't. I, I mean, yeah. I think, yeah, we're having a great time here in the in this the restriction free uh, summer here. So we're do we're busy. We're not. We're doing we're a busy. bunch of stuff on the weekends. So you know. Just hang in there. We'll, we'll, we'll get to some stuff for sure. So, well, speaking of speaking of restrictions, let's get into yeah, uh, what are news we and notes into? this week. Yeah, let's get into our news and notes segment. Did you hear this news about Clapton? Now, a lot of artists are talking about this stuff, but Clapton has now put it out there that he refuses to play any gigs that require a vaccine passport. What do you think? Oh my God, Clapton has been so anti-COVID this whole time, anti-restriction, anti-everything, and like we said, we don't want to get into the politics of this. Yeah, you're not. This isn't politics. Because Clapton this is has gotten this is all about music. I mean, he's gotten very political about this, but it, it is music related because it's Clapton, and it's been very polarizing, right? I think Clapton yeah. has lost a lot of uh, fans over this. You know, I was just going to ask you: Do you think? Do you think this is going to be a good thing for him? Not that he needs, uh, you know, any any other publicity in his life, but yeah, I I think Clapton. Like, yeah, I mean, it's interesting, right? Clapton was always held up as this guitar god, and, and to me, he still is. I know to you, he still is, Dave, and to a lot of people, he still is. But I think, you know, I, I honestly think like the younger generation doesn't respect him as much as say the other old greats like Stevie and Jimi Hendrix and the rest of them, right? And Jimmy Page, and you know, I, I feel like he he just doesn't get that same kind of out of like a respect that they get um, from like younger no, not, younger not, players. Yeah, you're right. And, not from exactly. Yeah, and yeah. and that, that that's a shame because I really like Clapton. I like a lot of what he does or had has done, and you know, it's a shame that he's kind of being polarizing like this because this is just going to turn people off even more. But you know what? Maybe he doesn't care, and he's like, look, this is what it is. But maybe you it know, won't. I mean, I'm old. I don't care. Of- 
I don't know. Not again. We're not, we're not a political podcast. I'm just gonna. We're just talking about music. But if yeah. you're gonna go to a show, I think there's probably more people that are happy that they don't have to worry about a vaccine passport oh, to go to one of these shows yeah, than there probably are people that care about it, right? So yeah, I don't know if this is really gonna hit them in the pocket that much. No, I mean it certainly won't hit him in the pocket. People are going to go to see like him play. I, but. And like I said, he is obviously really keen on making a very clear statement about these restrictions and this taking away of freedoms and stuff. He feels very strongly about it, so that's what he's going to do. You know, that's the way, how he's going to roll. But honestly, yeah. like he's getting old. Like he's not playing that many. He's not like touring a lot. It's not like he's going on tour every year, or every few years. Like no, nah, he's really he's really slowing it. He's down. kind of in retirement. Didn't he have like some kind of a physical issue that said that was. Kind of slowing yeah, something him down. Like, something I think, like, yeah, he was kind of slow. He wasn't going to tour again or play live in yeah. very many places again or something like that. I mean, it's really sad, but, but that's what's going it on. Is. I mean, he's he's kind of on his decline, which, you know, what talk about a career. I mean, oh, I mean, seriously, he doesn't need to do anything else. He's Jeez, done. Jeez, I mean, amazing, right? Well, speaking so. of, speaking of, well, the flip side of that, and speaking of great careers and careers that yeah. will continue, uh, yep. Pearl Jam is postponing their their upcoming tour until 2022, so they don't have to worry about COVID passports. Interesting. So that's, that's their that's their way, and that's that's cool too. So Pearl Jam's against this too. They're they're on Clapton's side as well, eh? Well, I don't think I don't think they I don't they're not really against it i think they just want to avoid the whole issue altogether and just be non-confrontational with mm-hmm. it you know so i think they're just kind of waiting until okay all's clear whatever come to our show come to our show when it's when it's super when when it's deemed safe to do so yeah right. i mean unfortunately it's a bummer where you know you know there's this stuff is still out there and it's still causing trouble you know so i i can see that so Oh, well, well, it's a good thing. You know, maybe I don't have, maybe that'll keep me away from pro jam shows even longer. (laughs) No, I like, Like I like, I like Pearl Jam. They're a good band. I like them. I would say, I would, I haven't seen them live. If you can believe that you've seen them, right? I actually would. I would like to really see them live. You haven't seen them. I've never seen them. No. Oh, yeah, because they went through when we were going to show like every show that ever existed. They were in that battle with Ticketmaster. Right, mm-hmm. which kind of kept them away from a lot of the mainstream of venues and stuff that we would go to. Ah, and yeah. that's why. Yeah, interesting. Okay, I remember listening to the live stuff though. They they're great. What a great live band! Oh my, they God. are a really great live band. Yeah, remember? Didn't they release like a string of live albums? They really, yeah. yeah. They they went through a period there where they were releasing just anything and everything, and that was awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Great band. All right, anyway. Another, well, another great band, and a, and a band you have definitely seen live, and we'll see live again. Uh, so Loudwire put out um, an interesting uh, little tidbit of 16 lesser-known facts oh, geez. about Here we appetite go. for destruction. I thought it was kind of cool. These are such like clickbaity things that Loudwire does. It's so clickbaity, does. and I love it. And I, you know but what? Let's I'm, rea- a, I'm let's, a clickbait. Yeah. I'm a clickbait whore. I can't. What, what can I say? Okay, let's react to it. Did. What do we got, Dave? All right, let's react. All right, number one. <laughs> it had different original album artwork. Did you know this? Um, no. The, the the artwork that's on the album was not what was meant to be because uh, originally apparently uh, uh, it was it was based on the painting Appetite for Destruction by Robert Williams. And oh. So then they end up changing uh, the artwork to to kind of jive with uh, I think uh, Axel had a had th- this tattoo on him you know the the one that's on the album cover and that's that's how that happened. Which tattoo the cross. I think the cross, yeah. But then it had, but then they developed like all the skulls of each member. Yeah, like I don't the know, skeleton I don't know. I, version of each member, which is totally cool. 
But it also, number two, it also, it did not do well at first. Oh yeah, that's true. Yep. That's yeah. absolutely well, true. Well, that I yeah, knew. Yeah, yeah. That I, that I knew. It yeah. was not, a, it was not the amazing, it was not deemed the amazing album that we all deem it today. Well, the story with it was, is this is, it's a great story when you, when you read about it. Cause what basically happens is they went out on tour when Appetite, like right after Appetite came out and they toured Appetite for, I want to say almost two years. And by the time they're like, they started at like, I think they started like opening. And then by the end of the tour, they were like uh, selling out massive arenas. <laughs> yeah. Like in the same tour. I mean, granted, pretty amazing, you know, right? probably like a year apart, but still like, it's kind of unbelievable how it just blew up. And that, and that was it. Um, without, but it's true. It wasn't, it wasn't an immediate hit, but anyway, but Guns N' Roses, you know, in Hollywood on the Sunset Strip and that whole scene, they would, they just ruled it. You know, oh, they, ruled, they, were, a, they, and, they ruled and it. there was essentially like a bidding war to, to sign them. So I think everybody knew eventually it was going to hit, but, it, but you're right that it didn't kind of get the mainstream success until a little bit it later. It did not. So anyway. Did you know that a few of the songs uh, on User Illusion 1 were actually written for Appetite initially? I did not know that. That's a including good Including November, possibly including, well, it started, the songs were started, mm. like Don't Cry and November Rain, mm. which is interesting. Um the Welcome to the Jungle album uh, uh, is what made the world notice the band. Remember that? Remember how big MTV used to be, right? Videos yeah, Welcome were, to the Jungle. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's that was the, the big breakout. The videos used to be so meaningful, and they kind of still are a little bit, but they're, I mean, MTV was so... Oh, it blew up. It, yeah, yeah. It was so influential to, be, to have a great video on MTV. It really exposed a lot of great bands. I'll tell you what, I wasn't always a Guns N' Roses fan. When I was whatever, how old I was... When that was out, I was probably right around 10 years old when that was hitting. And I remember like turning on MTV and it was like, you know where you are? You're in the jungle. You're going to die. And I'm like, I'm going to die. I'm like, I don't know. This is scary. I'm not watching this. (laughs) (laughs) And now you love them. And now and then it became like my favorite band ever. So, um, Did you know that Sweet Child of Mine was only, I didn't know this as I was reading through the Sweet Child of Mine was their only number one. And Slash didn't like it. Oh, he hated it. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't metal enough. It wasn't harder hard enough for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that you know, Slash often says he, his favorite his favorite Guns and Roses song is is Paradise City because it's it's like a party, but it's hard, hard rocking enough. You know, he 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 says that's his favorite song. Yeah, one of his favorite gun songs because it's just like it's just a fun rock song and it's still kind of heavy enough for him. Yeah. So anyway, cool. Cool fat. Any any other gems you want to share with us, or is that good for uh, for appetite? I mean, appetite is. I mean, to me, I mean, I, I think I heard this. I, I might have came across this online somewhere, like the best kind of de- debut albums ever. And I think you can put appetite as like just way up there on the list of the best kind of first albums a band has released, right? You know, some people, oh, I mean, you know, I, yeah. people would argue like Led Zeppelin one. Yes. Led Zeppelin one is awesome. But honestly, uh, you know, like we talked about before, Led Zeppelin two is a lot better. <laughs> Led Zeppelin two is a lot, yeah. which is amazing. But Whereas yeah. like, I still think that Guns N' Roses, like Appetite's their best album. I still, it's think, their best album, I, which it really I is incredible because you, uh, yeah. well, so there's a, there, we could get into this another episode, but there's a lot of bands out there where you could say their, their debut um, their debut offering is just like you know far and above uh, anything else they were ever they could ever put out, right? Yeah, I think that's right. There's a lot of bands, and that like and that. that's a normal thing because you know you're building up all these songs over time. 
and then you finally I mean, get to this, release them, you know. This so. may be, you know, the people are going to call me, people are going to say I'm gaslighting for this, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> the band we just talked about, you know, um, 10, Pearl Jam, 10 was like an amazing, I mean, I'm oh, not yeah, saying that's the, up there. the rest of their stuff is, isn't any good. I'm just saying 10 was so incredible. Yep. I don't think they had a shot at ever beating that, no matter what they put. Yeah, out. I think that's a really good point. Like they really, really hit it out of the park with that one. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I mean this probably same is true with Nirvana. Like, I'm not a greatest Nirvana fan, but I mean, that first Nirvana album was just amazing. How many albums did they even put on? This is this is how much of a fan I'm. Not even that much of a fan. But yeah, I don't they, they know. maybe did one other album, but still that, yeah, they had oh, like, per, in, no, Nirvana had like three or four. Oh, did albums they have three or four? Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe three, three, maybe. Th- but I you know, know Nevermind was just so unbelievable when it came yeah. out. Right. And I think the same was true with a lot of eighties bands too. Like their debuts were, were amazing. And a lot of those 80 bands, that's all they ever had. The only thing that was good and on and honesty was the, was the, for like, I'm like, what comes to mind on that is like Skid Row. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that Skid Row album, the first one that came out was just killer. And there's some good stuff on the later ones, but like you know, there's but there's but, there's but not like the first. Yeah, not does it's not like a kick-ass one like the first. But anyway, so the, the, so that's Appetite. Well, speaking of killer rock, did you hear that George Lynch is actually going to put out his first? Oh solo yeah, album? Speaking, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, he's been teasing it on his Instagram that he's doing it. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing that. That's going to be cool. He always, Talk I mean, about a killer guitar. I haven't spent a lot of time with the Lynch mob stuff, but I've heard some of the songs and it's great. Oh, it's great. Like I'll, I'll, I'll be listening to like, like, um, whatever, like here nation or another channel, like on like Spotify or Apple and like a, a Lynch mob song will come on. I'll be like, who the hell is that? That's incredible. And it's like, but oh, this isn't going to be Lynch. This isn't going to no, be No, no, it's not. Mob, it's right? not. This is like solo. It's a totally different thing. got to thing. play on it. But yeah. the, the fact remains that the guy's incredible. He's like a riff master and just shreds and he's awesome. I mean, would you say he's one of the more underrated guitarists out there, right? I mean, he, he doesn't make it on a lot of like, you know, top lists. No, no. I think but you kind of forget it. But I think yeah. in terms of like skill and the, and, and the riffs he's written and the, I, I don't know. I think he probably belongs a little higher up than a lot of people. Put yeah. Him. Well, there's like this kind of, it's a really good point, Dave. This is kind of, you know, I don't know. I don't want to call it like lost error, but um like there's this there's there were so many guitar bands in the eighties, hair bands in that genre of music, right? Basically in the wake of Eddie Van Halen. Right. I mean, if we're just honest, like that's what it was. Yeah. And all these bands came out and they were incredible. And some just amazing guitar playing in all these bands. But and I feel like the really like the like all the guitar playing was so good that like nobody really stood out as just like unbelievably good. Cause like it, I mean, t- t- talk about the competition back then of guitar playing. Like it was insane. Oh, it was like a renaissance of guitar. Yeah, it was yeah. Just like it, yeah, it's like you know when in in seriously, it was a gauntlet that was dropped on by Eddie, and then everybody was just trying to do that and and do that kind of thing. And some people did great stuff with it, like George, and other people like Warren D. Martini. Right. Um, yep. Like this, you can name a bunch of uh, guitar players that like you like you said they're not like on the top list of these great, but they were just like killer guitar oh, player yeah. right like we talked about R- richie sambora like underrated and oh, bon jovi underrated. you know so i think it's true a lot of these 80s guitar players were just monsters that but because it was like a certain genre of music and you know it was just so like oversaturated it kind of oh, totally. it kind of got lost but that's why i love going back and listening to the stuff because you just find like cool like things and riffs and just awesome stuff so anyway 
Well, and speaking of speaking of killer, and uh, this isn't really guitar dad rock, but the Killers are putting out another album, and uh, oh, yeah. and I actually think the Killers are a great band. Okay, yeah, we're they're all right. We're gonna move on. Yeah, we're gonna move on. <laughs> so apparently, I'm not, Paul you're not Stanley, gonna get me excited about the Killers. <laughs> I'm not gonna get you. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna even try. We're gonna just move on. You can get. How about this, apparently. Dave? When it comes out, you said it comes out August uh, 13. Yeah. When it comes out, you can give us a review on the pod. I'll give you a review on it. All right. Don't expect me to listen, though. Okay, anyway, next. <laughs> next. I, I, again, love their first album. I love their first, first album. album. was great, yeah. I did, yeah. anyway. I'm Mr. Anyway, Brightsides. So Paul, Stan- Paul Stanley has put the has basically put the final nail in the coffin. If you, if you were a Kiss fan and you thought that on the final tour you were going to maybe see at some point Peter Chris or Ace Frehley, eh, nah, ain't going to happen. Uh, he basically came out and said it's essentially for sort, 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 you know, all sorts of reasons. And you could you can Google it and read about read the interview. Yeah. Um, you know, it's pretty much impossible. Not going to happen. Oh, so I still contend that I bet you're going to see one show where Ace will just like come out and, and play. Yeah. I mean, I think that ship has sailed. I mean, look, the kiss thing has been going on long enough. Like you know. it's been going on long enough. And <sighs> I mean, you could say the same with the Stones, but the Stones don't have as much drama. Well, the Stone, this is up in our. Well, well let's know? hit this now because this is okay. coming up later in our news and notes. Right, but the Stones ahead. are gonna. The Stones are going back out. Yeah, they're unbelievable. Like I they're literally. I mean, so you're talking like two years before, like because they got shut down because of the pandemic. They were supposed to tour, and so you're gonna attack because they're not gonna go out until 2022. So that you're talking about two more years. I mean, these guys are almost in their 80s. Imagine being 80 years old and like going on like a world rock and roll tour. I mean, this is <laughs> it's just unbelievable. This is great, but it's great. I mean, look, this is like one of the greatest bands ever, and they're still doing their thing. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, I assume they sound good. I've seen some clips. They still sound pretty good. They still sound pretty damn good. I don't know how Mick does it, but he can still sing. He I can, mean, he can't sing like yeah, he could, but he yeah, still but sing. he never was a great singer. <laughs> He was never a great singer. No, it was he about was a, the style. He's a yeah, it's about yeah, his style. And it, yeah, so you know what? It works out well for him, though. You know, you know, it's like maybe he knew like this stuff is easy enough to sing. I'm going to be fine. That's right. <laughs> well into my 80s. It's a very good. <laughs> he he should have given that advice to Robert Plant. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Actually, yeah, you know, yeah. that's a funny story. I listened to I listened to an interview. I think it was with Eddie Trunk with um. What's his name? Jay. What's the lead singer's name from Rival Sons, Dave? Jay. Jay Buchanan. Jay Buchanan. Sorry, you caught me in between a bourbon. No, it's okay. Jay Buchanan, who is, like, like we've talked about with Rival Sons, one of the best oh, rock singers yes. out there today. It's like Miles Kennedy and him, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It's pretty much just the two. You know, and the guy from Dirty Honey. We had to mention Dirty Honey. Ding, ding. Because uh, like, it's a guitar dad's there podcast. Should be, there Gotta should, mention Dirty Honey. <laughs> there should be like a horn. Ding, <laughs> you mentioned Dirty Honey. And the same with Joe Bonamassa. Oh, then, <laughs> no, yeah, 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 there you go. I was going to say, we got to throw him in there, too. <laughs> yeah, we got to get a horn. Yeah, but then we're going to be like the, you're going to be like the, uh, <laughs> sorry we cracked gonna, ourselves up you're gonna you're gonna be like not you're gonna be like that pedal show though if you start putting a horn in this thing but you know eddie was like giving him all these accolades and was like you know you you, you know your singing's incredible and he goes i know it's not easy to do it every night and he said he goes you know i was actually really pissed off he wouldn't name this singer that actually said it to him but the, some like older singer said to him, like, you know, you're really screwing yourself for the future with this kind of singing. Like, you're not going to be able to maintain it. Like, oh, basically, yeah. well, that- basically saying to him, like, there's no way you're going to be able to sing like that when you get older. 
And it's really true. it's like real yeah I'm, yeah but it's kind of a mean thing to say but anyway it is a mean thing to say but it's kind of true it is, I mean it's kind of true the guy just really wails and you're right like the way he sings and like knowing a little bit about singing you know it's it's hard to maintain that type of it's singing. hard to maintain um, well speaking of speak on the again on the opposite end of that spectrum did you hear this little quickie yeah uh, Aaron Lewis who's yeah. who's yeah, very this was political great. by the way <laughs> apparently the other night he. <laughs> In Delaware, he got so hammered on stage, he played, uh, what the heck is that song? Um, um, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he played it, he started playing it twice. It's been a while. And then he realized it in the middle of the song and like basically said that he had apparently got too much to drink yeah. and then he continued to play it, I think. No, no, he stopped and he went to, he st- and then yeah, he was supposed to play. Oh, they went into like the song. He was, was supposed to play outside, which is, I'm yeah, on yeah. here outside. It's like, talk about sob rock. What a like, what like whiny crap. Anyway, if you're I, a Stained I, fan, I'm sorry. If you're a Stained <laughs> fan, I'm sorry. Now, if you're a John Mayer fan, that is an album to listen to. That's an to. album to listen will, to. But... We are going to get into this in a later pod. Yeah. But we're going to touch on it briefly tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you, so you've heard this. What do you think of it real quick? So. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And and let and let me tell you, it's not my kind of stuff. Like you know, you know how I am, Dave. Like I I, I rarely get away from slash. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> or like like we talked about, like a dirty hand. Like I really you know how I love like the hard driving rock, right? And so this oh, yeah. is just not that. This is like put this is right on the this is right this is like, you know, at the very, very like absolute cliff opposite end of what you really like oh, yeah, yeah. it's very mellow you know but i i can get into that music right like i was a dave matthews fan i still am a dave matthews fan like um i can get into that more kind of you know stuff it's mellow and i love all the day i love all of john mayer's you know older stuff that is pretty mellow in the end too right dave like his songwriting well, and his style i just love it oh yeah he continues that on this album we are going to get into a little bit on a, on a future a podcast dive with, a a, weeks. With, a, with a with a special guest in a couple weeks special guest we'll yes. take a deep we'll get, dive into deep, the deep dive in this album but, but i'll but, tell, but you I'll tell you what yeah it's great go, go ahead. ahead no you no you do you go no what's your what tell you tell me what 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 are you gonna tell me? no i was just gonna say it, it really is it's appropriately titled sob rock because it it's it's really like you know it's kind of heart aching stuff, right? A lot of it is along the line of the themes that he's always had. Like he hasn't found any any love and blah yeah, blah it's blah. A, yeah. It's it's always kind of whiny shit. You, but it's good. The I songwriting told you stuff. Today, much. I had a hot I had a hot take, and here's my hot take. Yeah, okay, let's hear it. That is the that is his best album best album since Continuum. Wow. Uh, he was he was trying to he was trying to do a thing that and is he a, did that thing that is so take. well. Oh, but uh, it's just it it is it, it's a, right, it's a Dave. Great yeah, you get, so you it. got into it. I can tell. Yeah, it is. Yeah, really got into the it. guitar playing on it is so tasty. The tones, right? Are the so tones and you know it's lovely tones. It's just classy, like slinky playing. Like it's not it's not overdone, right? It's like no. the notes are placed perfectly. It's it's so good, and the layers yeah, that he so has going so on. We'll get, we'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, let, let's stop because I could keep it. talking about this. Yeah, we could keep talking about this thing all night. Yeah. What else um, we got? So let's end the news and notes on this topic, which is interesting. Uh, what happened with Lizzie Halen Gibson? This is big news. Oh yeah. So again with Gibson. So Gibson has been naming more brand ambassadors, right? 
And they mm-hmm. named Jared James Nichols a few weeks ago, which, like I said, I thought was a good a kind of a big deal because he's not like an internationally known superstar the way that Slash is. And the other brand ambassador, who is his Dave Mustaine. Mustaine, yeah. From um, Megadeth, which was a huge deal. So, of course, they're going to name him a brand ambassador. And, of course, Slash is an ambassador, the original brand ambassador. So, Jared James Nichols, lesser known kind of artist, but still kind of blown guy that's really on the up and coming. And they recently named Lizzie Hale as a brand ambassador. You know, Lizzie's been doing signature models with Gibson, and she recently did one with Epiphone, which, oh, man, the Epiphone, her, her Explorer it's like an explorer with the the Gibson custom treatment. It is just, it's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and she's just, you know, she's incredible. Like Dave and I talk about her quite a bit. Like she, she is a force to be reckoned with. Like her music, she is. her songwriting, her singing, and the guitar playing. Like just so awesome and so much power. And she's not only one of the she's not only one of the one of the most important female artists right now. She's probably one of the more important artists out there right now. And and I think she's somebody to really like you said, she's a force and and, and you gotta, you she gotta is, pay attention yeah. to her. You know, Hailstorm is her band. If you haven't heard of Hailstorm, go check them out. They are just so great. And their albums just keep getting better. And they're just a great hard rocking band. And she is yeah. amazing. So this is good. You know, obviously there absolutely needs to be more female um you know representation in 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 the guitar world and this is a great way i think gibson needs to continue to do this you know yeah they recently did a and you know the epiphone signature with uh emily wolf i think they need we need to see some more of this because there's some great there's some great women I'm artists see one of those out there. behind you yeah keep thinking I'm yeah one of i these know days. That just emily, look over there and see what hanging i know that emily wolf thing is good but you know what I mean? Like, it's really good to see that they've done this for for Lizzie. She more than actually, it's it's due to her. I would say it's due. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely is. She's 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 just a she really is a a killer guitar player, killer singer, like killer 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 singer. So this is cool. So Gibson and, making a cool move here, and Gibson actually made some really other cool moves, which we're going to get into in in yes. the future. But we're going to save that for now. But um, save that for now. Do we have any uh, other news or notes, Dave? Oh yeah, I wanted to talk we, about another n- news note, which is oh. which is a new album that that came out this past week as well, which is which is uh, Chris Stone Kingfish Ingram. Ah, you know I have not heard this. Yeah, but he, he, he he released kind of plays the same like eighty vibe eighties vibe on the cover. Yeah, like, he does, like but Mayor. it's not it's not eighties. It's not there's no eighties vibe yeah. on the album. I mean, this guy we talked about him in our blues episode. When did we do that, Dave? A long time ago now. Wow while ago his name's kingfish if you guys don't know this he is amazing young kid he's probably like 21 or so now he started he was like a prodigy um he started at like 11 12 years old and and really put out an album a few years ago that's awesome and this is his follow-up this is even better you can tell he's kind of grown a little bit and the playing is the playing is like kind of kind of not as like full bore and all out like it's like it's like, like i was saying with mayor it's a little more tasty you know, like, <laughs> like a little bit more, like I said, like, you know, you got to let it breathe a little bit, right? Um, with the, with the blues, it's so important. So, so this is, I was just checking on his age. He's, he is only 22 years 22 old. 22 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know like the last album he put out, I think he was still a teenager. I think he was like 19 yeah. or 18. And, um, so he is, he is just a monster player. Go check him out. And th- this album, it's, it's still classic blues stuff and it's great. Although I'll tell you what, it was so funny. I was listening to the album 
And then the album, like I could tell like that was the last song of the album. Then like a bonus track came on, which was much kind of, I totally know why they put it on as a bonus track, much more of a different type of a vibe than your kind of typical blues vibe, you know, but he's, he's a really like, he's from like, where's he from? He's from like like, uh, somewhere in the South. I am probably, I want to say Arkansas, but I think it's. Uh, somewhere down there on the Delta, the Mississippi Delta. Probably, probably he's from there, Mississippi. Yeah, yes, you're at Clarksdale, Mississippi. He's from Mississippi. Thank you. I don't know why I said Arkansas. Mississippi. And so you really feel that in his music, and it's just... Oh, you totally it's classic soul, blues. So, such a soulful singer. Oh, soulful yeah, player. and the kid's like 22 years old, and he's got this soulful 22. voice. To, to have that, oh. to have that, like, that grasp of the not only the genre, but the history and the playing, and the, it just, he's... He's like, he reminds, you know, he kind of reminds me a little bit of like Johnny Lang, like that super young, like, but prodigy guitarist. Oh, blues, totally. Blues artist that, yeah. you know, and it maybe hopefully he'll have a, a more of a, uh, more of a recognizable career than, than Lang kind of like fizzle. He didn't fizzle out. Yeah. What's plays, up with he, Johnny Lang? But he, but I always thought that he was going to turn into like this, like superstar and he never did. Yeah. But we could get into that another Well, Kingfish Kingfish is awesome. Like th- this album, you know, it 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 comes through on the blues. So, listen, I mean, like I said, really yeah. tasty playing, some great tones he's getting um if you're into that kind of thing, which as a guitar dad you should be. <laughs> now, you just had a you just finally had a gig with your band. Oh you, yeah. Were you were able to get some tasty tones yes. on your guitar. Tell yes. Us about this gig. Let's talk about the gig. Yeah. So, this is my band's so I have a band, those of you that haven't listened to the podcast it's a cover band it's more like a dancey cover band it's called beat street check us out on youtube beat street band yes you can check out our cover of clapton's speaking of clapton of clapton's um forever man we do we do a cover of that and we have a a video up there that's um, been doing pretty well for us so go check that out if you're interested beat street band that's my band so yeah, so we played a gig. I mean, unbelievable. This is the first kind of post-restriction gig we played. It was an outdoor thing. It was hot. And it was um it was a great time. It was you know what was amazing is we did we did a a similar gig last year like outside that had to get like rescheduled because of restrictions. This one we did um, and last year we did it like in September and we played like in this open field and people weren't allowed to dance. It was like a footloose thing. So now with that all being gone, like we did this at like a proper, you know, v- venue, it was still outside, but it was like a, like a pavilion kind of a place. And so people were all there having a great time, you know, they were dancing. It was during the day people were day drinking. It was just <laughs> always a good time. It was a great time. So yeah, people were dancing, having a ball, you know? So it was really, it was a fun time. Um, yeah, and in my setup with the band, like I've talked about, I so I'm the I sing in the band and I play some guitar, and then we have a lead guitar player that plays most of the guitar in the band, and we're both on helixes. I use the HX Stomp, he he uses the full on helix. We use in ear monitors, and it's just it's the way to go. It's so great. Um, you you know with the indie monitors, you have to make sure you have a sound guy. So we always make sure we have a sound guy that makes sure that you know the front of the house is sounding good. Um, so, but it's so good. Like it felt great to be out in front of people again and have people dancing and having a great time. Oh, that's so good. But I did want to, br- awesome. I wanted to bring up a quick point though, Dave, because, you know, playing hot gigs, and this is a hot thing 
If any of you guys are on a uh, group on Facebook called Cover Band Central, people get kind of saucy on Cover Band Central. And there's a few hot button topics. One of them is, do you have an iPad on stage or a music stand on stage? A lot of people say it's very unprofessional. You shouldn't do it. Another one is, should you have a tip jar on stage, especially if you're playing a gig where you are getting paid? Is it unprofessional to have a tip jar? The other, So we're not going to touch on those because those are just what they are. The other one is, is it professional... Is it acceptable if you're in a cover band, you're playing an outdoor gig, it's hot to wear shorts? <laughs> what did you do? So I so I, I really am pretty adamant about this. I feel like when you're on stage, you have to dress for the stage and you're putting on a show for people and you're not just like a jukebox up there and people don't care what you look like. They do care what you look like. And your pres- your presentation of the band is, at, I is almost I as important. I fully agree with that. It's not yeah. as important as the music. But it's it's real important that you know if your music is good and your presentation is bad, you're going to suffer. You need to. Ah, have so you both. didn't wear shorts. So you just didn't wear pants. I, I, nothing, right? Yeah. Just so usually I go. Usually I go for like my full on rock and roll kind of black jeans and like some kind of black shirt thing. Um, but I wasn't up for that for this gig. So what did I? Wear? I, I I did wear pants. I think I wear like khakis or something, Dave, with a t shirt. So it was a little bit more. You know, cute. yeah, it was a little bit, it was a little bit better, Dave. So, but anyway, I do, I have a real issue with bands just wearing cargo shorts. I mean, it is the ultimate guitar dad (laughs) thing to do is wear cargo shorts. It is a guitar, but I agree with you. I don't like uh, it. Right. It doesn't have that vibe. It really doesn't. And, you know, having never played in a band, but when I do see cover bands, the, the, you know, the, the vibe really has to do with uh, how they look, you know, yeah. it really does. Because when you go, it's not like you're going to see like a famous musician and maybe they come on stage and just happen to be like real cash. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, whatever. I'm here to see like, you know, John Mayer, whatever. And he just has like shorts on and a t-shirt. Okay. You probably just be cool with that. But yeah, when exactly. you see a cover band, it's, that is totally part of the vibe. And you really want to, you really want to do dress the part. I totally agree with you. And, and people have said that in this group, they're like, they'll like post a picture of some name, any famous band with shorts on. And it's like, yeah, but here's the thing. You're not that famous band. (laughs) 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 When you can, when you, when you're filling arenas and playing big gigs, you wear whatever you want, but you're not. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You're not that fan. That's right. You know, you're putting on a show. So anyway, so I feel pretty strong about it. Anyway, Great times. We're going to probably do another one of these outdoor gigs later in the summer. I'm very excited to be back and gigging again. Like I said, this is a shameless plug for my band if you want to go check them out on YouTube. Hey, you know, we like shameless plugs. We are, that is not below us on the Guitar Dance yeah. podcast. But anyway, it was fun. It was a fun thing to do. So hopefully we'll do some more and glad to be back to gigging. And hopefully, if we can keep these variants at bay, we can. I can get into what I really love to do, which is play bars and clubs and and, oh, and yeah. get in there with people and crowded places like that. But hopefully, well, you know we where can there's make a lot of those happen. places. Yeah, you know where there's a lot Let's of hear those it. places. Let's hear it, Dave. Nashville, and you know what was in Nashville <laughs> last week? Nam. Nam, very good transition. Yeah, so uh, we should definitely talk about Nam. And every, I'm sure you, if you're listening to this, you probably heard a bunch of other podcasts and. And seen a bunch of stuff on YouTube about la- this past uh, past week at Nam, and seen reviews and and people's takes on it and all that stuff. So we're gonna give you ours because why not? Yeah. So we actually thought that it w- warranted a whole other podcast just to go through, you know, what we're seeing out there because there's a lot of new gear that's coming out. Gear, you know, some yeah. great stuff from Epiphone. I'll just tease that that I want to that. that I want to talk about. 
from one of my some great stuff from guitar. Reverend. From Reverend has some great stuff. There's a lot of great stuff that's come out that we want to get into. So if you're into that, stay tuned for our next episode. We're going to get into detail on that. Yeah, so there's going to be a part two. This is a first for us, a, a, a part two podcast. So, yeah. uh, and for for this week, that was the uh, Guitar Dads podcast. Thanks for listening. Catch you guys on the flip. <laughs>